You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Jerome here alongside the State of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Uh, we're joined right off the bat here with Seth Tupel. How's it going, buddy? What's happening, fellas? How we doing? We're doing good. And Seth, if you could, can you just pronounce the way your name should actually be said? It's Topol, but hey, that's all right. It's okay. It's it's par for the course here with uh, my name <laughs> pronunciations. And I saw Hoppy's face, and I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm actually glad I just took a, <laughs> you know, took a stab out of it right right then and there." But uh, thanks for joining us. Usually, like we set up the show with our intro and whatnot, and then we do our, our first segment to the Hoppy Hour. Then we bring on our guests. But you've been waiting patiently enough as uh, I got all my uh, technical uh, stuff in order here. As we usually have our producer Pigeon hidden switches and controls, but uh, he's not joining us today. So I thought I'd bring you on just right off the bat, and uh, very excited to uh, to have you on, sir. As somebody who handles the production of the uh, the podcast I'm on, Mini Ice Podcast. Um, I can definitely understand the uh, the difference having the producer there as opposed to not. So I can uh, I can certainly empathize. I've just gotten lazy to be perfectly honest because I used to do all of it when Hoppy and I joined, and then I just uh, started just drinking beers and hanging out, and then now I'm like, oh oh shit, I actually uh, have to <laughs> have to get some things ready here. Um, and you know, Jason Bryant highlighting that as well said, "Nice job, Hoser." So thank you very much. <laughs> At least you said it in your native tongue. <laughs> That is true. Uh, Shane Van Ice has already joined us. He said, uh, he previously said hello and good night, Jim Kite. Um, now he says, I was just listening to the Brews and Bruins while I was waiting. Uh, the Truth and Drink episode is fire. Yeah, we had Drew from uh, the Brews and Bruins on the last episode of the Soda Pod, and they are they're definitely a treat if you if you love the uh, the beer and hockey chat, and if you love some you know a good sense of humor, those guys uh, those guys absolutely kill it. Uh, since we got Seth in right away, I'm just going to quickly run down the show. We got uh, the Hoppy Hour, which we'll talk a little bit of Malt Madness. Well, I'll talk about what's on tap for each other tonight as well. And uh, I've already introduced our guest, podcast host, and editor in chief over at Mini Ice. Um, and then uh, we got M N C A the segment there that uh that hoppy started um and we where we run down minnesota college hockey every week and uh, and hoppy gives the uh well the lines and some predictions and you know whatever whatever else he brings to the table it's not my expertise i'm still trying to find a good uh a good stream to follow the gophers but i'll find one soon i'll find one soon which by the way our last guest uh justin hoppy sent me a dm after was like you know i can get you a service uh to follow my team where it'd be a lot easier than following the gophers so he's like i encourage you just to do that and i was like okay well calm down justin we'll see we'll see um, hey man if he wants to give me that login i'll watch nchc that's fine yeah <laughs> what's what's your cup of tea seth you know i um i'm a st cloud state husky alum so uh i gotta rep the huskies every chance i get um actually gotta try to go to a game at some point it's been a while since i've even been back in my uh old stomping grounds 
Well, I yet to go to one in Minnesota. I plan to actually have like a Minnesota trip this last year, but obviously with, with everything going on with COVID, you know, no high school state champion uh, chip, no, uh, well, no potential, well, no winter classic and no, uh, no other NCAA games for me to check out either. But hey, when the world opens up and I uh, actually can visit all these great breweries that we've been you know, talking about and, uh, the, and meeting the great people that we've been bringing on the show, obviously meeting Hoppy in person, I can't wait to experience some NCAA hockey. But let's uh, let's talk about some beers, though. Let's switch gears here. We'll get back to Hockey Talk soon. Uh, thanks, to everyone, joining us on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and those listening back on the podcast, episode 111 of the Soda Pod. On the other side, the Hoppy Hour, talking malt madness, talking with Seth, talking beer here on the Soda Pod. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out? Well, welcome to the Hoppy Hour. Hoppy, what's on tap? What do you got? Oh, man. One that uh, Q, friend of the pod over here, actually picked up for me this week. He's now on top of all of the Drecker and Junkyard shipments. And, like, he's, like, way bigger into it than me now. So he just asks me every time which ones I want. So I've got a great service set up. But it's uh, queen size. So Junkyard has a king-size beer that they drop a couple times a year, and it's just their peanut butter cup stout. And this one, the queen size, is an imperial stout that has peanut butter and marshmallow. Ooh. And it is delicious, wow. if anyone was wondering. Is it super sweet, or is it like a manageable amount? Because you know, you know, manageable. Like, I mean, okay. I'd like it less sweet, but it's not like to the point where it ruins the beer for me. Okay. Okay. Um, Shane Van Nice commenting. Uh, I had that a while, uh, the salty, uh, Scott. And that's the one that, that I got here from Imperial. Uh, what is actually parallel 49? Sorry. And, um, they, they got a great actually art and they'll probably be in one of the brackets that, uh, one of the, the art brackets that we do here on the soda pod down the road. Um, now it's it's damn sweet. I'll say that. Which again, like I'm not a super sweet, you know. And it's not even a stout. Actually, it's a Scotch ale. Now, may, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe a Scotch ale is a stout. I don't know. Um, it's not, but it. We'll just say yes. Okay. Um, because it's yeah, it's not. It's definitely not as like thick as a stout. Seven point five percent. Um, yeah, it's sweet, but it's a it's a good taste and. It's a good taste in beer. I don't know how many of these I could drink in a row. I surely am happy that I didn't just like, because it was wrapped up there, Hoppy, part of that advent calendar beer sure. uh, that I've been drinking. And uh, Seth, one episode, uh, I just shotgunned one without knowing what it was. And was like, I hope this isn't a stout. Imperial Russian stout, as thick as it can get. Oh, no. Yeah, it was. It was so this one would have been terrible if that was the case, because it's it's not bitter, but it's, it's damn sweet. Um, and I just, I don't know. That one would have gone straight to the dome. I may have, I may have had to check out of the stream if that was the case, but, uh, Seth, what, what do you, what do you got on tap tonight, sir? I am rolling with goose islands and I've got a couple of different ones with me. I got the, um, next coast IPA, which they say is a little tropical to it. Uh, and I also have the, uh, SPF. So I'm going to, uh, the SPF has passion fruit in it. So I um I think my co-host's partner Jake was uh, was on with you guys at one point and I don't know if he said he's an IPA fan or not but I definitely am and so uh, I I grab him any chance I get. 
Yeah, when uh, Jake came on with us, he actually just like went to the liquor store for the purpose of having a beer when he joined us and just grabbed the most ridiculous one he could. And it was called Ninjas versus Unicorns, which was an IPA. And he said he didn't hate it. Interesting. I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> it, it's he, actually a pretty good beer. Um, well, and he was not admittedly like a beer drinker when he came on. So he said, like, this is soda pod, you know, purposes like like Hoppy mentioned. That's right. Um, but curious, because I know there's a little bit of beer pressure involved here with you having beer on our show. Like, What would you be drinking if it was just, you know, have whatever drink you're feeling? Honestly, my favorite thing to do, um, you know, as the, the year has unfolded and 2020 has just been so many weird experiences, so many different experiences. I like to just go and browse like I don't have. I don't try to go to like a go-to anymore. I just kind of browse and I'm like, well, tonight, you know, I feel like maybe going with something a little more, you know, a little more sweet, a little bit more flavor to it. Eh, maybe tonight I, I want to go more IPA. So I, I like to just browse and, you know, they, they say to never go to the grocery store when you're hungry, but <laughs> I, uh, I like to just kind of go see what looks good and give it a shot. Okay, but I, I was just curious, I guess, like, is beer a go-to for you? I know, obviously, we got the Lines and Wines connection. I didn't know if you were a wine guy. Maybe, who knows, maybe you got a spirit that you're into. I um, I, I definitely would go more the beer route. Um, wine was something I never really ever did. And so when we, when we started with Lines and Wines, it was like, okay, I might need to do a little homework. But I'd say beer, and now I'm kind of uh, kind of getting into the, the whiskey scene, too. But yes. I started off with um, a one seven five of black velvet, which I deeply regret. So off the whiskey topic, Isha, you'll love this. We have our shared love for Japanese whiskeys, and like with COVID, like obviously nothing was getting shipped out of there and coming out here. Like I talked to one of the liquor store guys, and he said, "Like yeah, dude, I haven't seen it at all." Happened across, they had like ten of these at uh, Liquor Boy in St. Louis Park. Nika Coffee Grain is oh. my personal favorite Japanese whiskey. It's not cheap by any means, but I mean, it's a $60 bottle. You could do Man. a lot worse. Like you Japanese. get the Hideki and the Yamazaki and it's closer to like a hundred bucks. Exactly. And Japanese whiskey you have to it. pay for. You have to pay for good Japanese whiskey and shit, 60 bucks. That's nothing as far as, you know, that's USD, at... not Canadian. I know I'm saying for me, that's like pushing <laughs> 80 to a hundred, you know, especially out in BC with our uh, extra tax on liquor. <laughs> So that's nothing. I'd, I, you know, I'll, I'd pay a hundred bucks for a bottle of Japanese whiskey, one hundred percent. You got to pay for quality. Oh yeah, you, you can find good, you know, great uh, value though. Which we had a, we had a whiskey expert come uh, from Malt.com, uh, come on the show and talk about just that. How you can find like a thirty to forty thirty to forty dollar bottle of whiskey that can be just as good. You know, especially if you're just getting into the scene and and you know getting your palate just if you have a new palate to whiskey and whatnot and you can really find some great deals however it doesn't apply to every type and japanese whiskey it's unique unto itself and he talked about the ins and outs of it hoppy knows more about it uh than than i do but it's yeah it's something special hibiki is definitely up there but i'm curious to to check that one out hoppy well and seth what like what's your go-to whiskey then do you like irish bourbon rye scotch like where do you fall at least right now as you're getting into the whiskey scene I'm definitely a bourbon guy. Like okay, that is beautiful. that is where I start on this journey. And um, 
I'm I'm excited to explore the other the other realms of it. Well, see, like I'm Canadian, so obviously started with the rye, um, but then uh, but then jumped into like I said Japanese, and uh, and I'm kind of going into Scotch now a little bit more. Okay. Well, Seth, you hit me up offline, and I will give you all of the bourbon recommendations you could ask for. I got you. Beautiful. Uh, before we get into a little bit more hockey talk again, just want to run down. I don't know, Isha, do you have the uh, poll pulled up? Oh, I got I got it ready here. Beautiful. Um, last chance here, everyone, to vote on Malt Madness. And why would you expect it to be any different? We've got maybe 10 votes separating the two. I don't even know if it's that much. Modest versus Invictus, David versus Goliath. We've got great breweries that have both jumped on and talked to us here on the podcast. Everyone, please vote. Again, there really isn't a wrong answer here. We just want to see what the public opinion is. You know, I was a little bit concerned because like the first two days, usually like these these poll questions on the bracket here just blow up and we get like 100 to 200 votes within like the first five minutes. And this one took a little while and I'm like, oh no. And then my phone just blew up and it's like 25 notifications all people so support invictus support invictus you know then modest every now and then would, would tweet something cheeky too and their following would come then invictus 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 and then you know modest would come back and i'm like holy shit like this this is a final like this is a championship round if i've ever seen one gotta love it seth have you had either breweries beer i'm trying to think i feel like i've had invictus before um in fact, I think that was my vote in the poll myself. Um, but I can't remember. I can't remember which one specifically. I have not had modest though. Okay. So add that to the list. Oh, absolutely! Add it to the list. Um, then we also have the uh, bronze medal matchup here, which I, I can kind of run through it again just to explain ourselves. We did make a, uh, you know we'll make it somewhat of a consolation bracket last time to see who got snubbed for making it into the fermented four. Sorry, Hoppy. We did it to make the people happy because we thought that black stack would win and we could include them. If you know, barrel theory also moved on It actually flipped modest advance to the championship and Uda pills who they ousted right before the fermented four got all the votes destroyed everyone in that additional one. So I'm like, fuck it. We're going to throw them in here too. I do have to say, usually Pigeon brings up the the polls, and you can see, you know, who Pigeon voted for, and I, I really don't care. But in this case, you can see who I voted for, and now I feel like really, <laughs> I don't know if I should like, you know, close my blinds right now. <laughs> Where it was pride. The most active people, man. I respect the votes. Yeah, I mean, Invictus, they deserved it. Utapils, again, super active. They're still retweeting it, and uh, and Waconia just. Because that was my, you know, they were unbelievable. I don't want to say it was my favorite interview yet in the Soda Pod because we've had unbelievable both, you know, players in the National Hockey League, writers, and uh, and great, you know, great great owners and and brewers in the scene there. But uh, they were so much fun, and it's just like we just had good chemistry where we talked for an hour, and oh, I was yeah. like, and hey, we have to end. You this always interview. remember your first. They were our first brewery. <laughs> that, that's true. They well, I mean, they were. I guess yeah, that is true. They were the first brewery with you, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, it, just cause we have you on here again, we're, we're trying to get more breweries on in the future. Maybe it's one that got eliminated earlier in this bracket, but like, what are one or two of your favorites in Minnesota? Uh, well, I am a huge, uh, huge Surly's fan. So I would, I would have to put them all the way at the top. Um, otherwise, 
you know, they're trying to think of what it's called. There's one in St. Cloud that got put up um, over the summer that I went to and I really liked, but for the life of me, I can't remember the name. Um, the only I one I'm say, familiar with up there because I know they've got a handful, but Beaver Island is one that I'm familiar yeah, with. Yeah, Beaver Island is exquisite. And there's one actually really close to me, uh, Brow Brothers, that, okay. uh, that I like. So nice. Very nice, very nice. Um, so lastly, Hoppy, what before we uh we move on, talk more hockey with Seth here uh, in the next segment. Um, there's one more day to vote, and if you're listening to this podcast, you'll have like you know, half a day, a few more hours. Um, what's uh what 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 can everyone do to get back to get what well, in if they haven't already into some of the the contests and the giveaways we have going on? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone that hasn't already, please just share the post. That's all you have to do. Follow the soda pod at the soda pod and our friend joel at brewery travels also at brewery travels pretty easy to remember um but you do that you're entered into drawing for several gift cards we've got at least four we're giving out there might be a couple of more but uh again hey, it's the holiday season i'm billing a couple more to the hockey podcast network there Let's we go, go. <laughs> but really we just want the votes again we're i think we we're at 450 last i saw in the championship matchup Let's get that thing to 600 and hey, maybe he's just feeling even more generous around the holidays. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a generous guy. You get a couple more of these uh, <laughs> salty Scots in me and I'm a, I'm a very generous man. All right. Um, on the other side, we're going to we're going to talk more about uh, what what Seth does there at Mini Ice. Talk some more hockey in general. I mean, it's the World Juniors, right? You know, just around the corner. The National Hockey League is just around the corner as well. Uh, thanks, everyone, tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and those listening back on the podcast episode 111. Like we said, on the other side, some more hockey talk. Soda Pods presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. You're listening to episode 111 of the Soda Pod, and uh, we're really excited. You know, Seth's been riding with us uh, for the first two segments of this show. Um, editor and creator, writer, podcaster at Mini Ice. Um, first of all, what's uh, we've already kind of done the introductions here, so I just want to jump right into it. Talk about the evolution from Lines and Wines uh, to Mini Ice, and I have a few comments, but I just I just want to know your thoughts right <laughs> off the bat. Well, honestly, like it's been, uh, it's been really interesting. Um, so we started, Jake and I have been doing segments for first off my show, the scoop for over two years, you know, it's just kind of evolved from like a weekly segment, just part of, of that show to then kind of getting to the point where it's like, Hey, I think we could turn this into like its own thing. And so we, we did, there actually were like, three or four different names before we got to lines and wines and they didn't last for, they last for maybe, you know, two or three weeks. And it's like, Hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try this. And we got to lines and wines and had so much fun with it. And we had kind of had some discussions um, behind the scenes about like, it'd be really fun to try to further this even more in a really big way. And we actually had, and I won't, I won't reveal uh, too much of it because we're actually part of something way bigger, which is sweet. But 
we uh, we found a, a very generous uh, partner that, that helped us get the site built, um, who does a lot of stuff with the Vikings uh, in Minnesota already. And, you know, we went live last week and it has been just a blast ever since. Like we've got the podcast, which now um, can go right in line with the with the website. We're just cranking out articles. I have never like been in this spot to where you're kind of making content decisions for a website before, but I got to say it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. No, that's awesome. And like I said, we, we, we've been following you guys for, for a while here. Um, we've seen the progression and you guys are doing great work. Uh, when Hoppy was like, do we have any other guests today? I was like, no, nah, like we, we got to bring on Seth for like an extended segment. This will be a, this will be a lot of fun. Cause uh, again, you guys just, uh, kind of relaunched recently and you're, you're doing a, you're a lot of good work. I promise you I'll go into my personal account and I'll follow you both after this. I tend to have a problem where I just don't follow people back right away. Hoppy knows. You didn't me. follow me for like four months so yeah, oh i was my. kind of trolling him but yeah different <laughs> story um just what i just have to comment too because i knew you guys were a hockey and wine podcast right off the bat because i saw your logo but uh but much like shane's comment here he's like what kind of lines are we talking about did, did, did that kind of go into why the name was changed a little bit because uh maybe you thought of uh, something else there right off the bat well it's funny you should mention that because <laughs> it was actually I had to ask, i'm sorry <laughs> It was actually Jake that pointed that out. And that was, an, again, another one of those behind-the-scenes conversations where we were going with lines and wines. And I think the next day he was like, you know, some people might not get the hockey association with it. And I'm like, you know, I uh, I can see that, but I think we're just going to stick with it. Because we I mean, kind of yeah, looking for like a partnership deal with Kuznetsov, right? I mean, that's, that, that is, you got me like, that's, that's exactly it. I don't know. I don't know if either of us ever figured that lines and wines was like the final solution. Like I, I think I called it our college years in our first episode of the, the mini ice pod. Um, so I, I, at that point was like, you know, this will be something we go with for a while, but maybe we end up, um, changing it into something else. And lo and behold, here we are. No, and I think I think Mini Ice is is the one that that's gonna stick. Uh, it's awesome, and the branding too is unbelievable. So again, uh, congratulations, guys! You're doing you're doing great work. Much awesome. appreciated. Thanks, guys. And Seth, you kind of mentioned to me off air. I know one of the articles that you're personally working on right now is kind of centered around the divisional alignment, which you know, we're gonna get into it a little bit later here in the podcast. Exactly how everything laid out with the news this weekend for you know we actually have a set date for the NHL to come back, but. Uh, just talk a little bit about the focus of the article. Like, do you have any strong opinions one way or the other on, you know, how the alignment's going to look at least for this season? Well, you know, I, I looked at this um, last week in just seeing, is there an alignment that favors the wild more if they go with the, the central, which, you know, would put them in with the likes of the, the Stanley cup champion, uh, Tampa Bay lightning and some of the, the other opponents that they typically are with in the central division or, Despite all of the uh, the 9:30 start times, do we really want them? Uh, yeah, do we want them into the West? And honestly, I was surprised that I, I took it more of a record against approach when looking at it, just just as like a, an initial look into it. And honestly, the records actually were pretty similar, which surprised me. But I I took the approach of like you either want to go up against Connor McDavid. Uh, or you want to uh, have to go up against the Stanley Cup champions. 
Take your pick. Yeah. Honestly, I'd pick Connor McDavid. He's just one man. He's just one man. And I will firmly say someone who, you know, I follow the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild. Um, it's hard to juggle three teams, but I do like the Washington Capitals. But I because I follow this West Coast team, I, I can say that like I, I don't know why people are drinking the Edmonton Kool-Aid. Like, yeah, they have some two great centers, perhaps even three with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but they don't have anything else to back them up there. And I don't think they're a team to be feared. Sure, a player to be feared, but even Sidney Crosby had two players to be feared. Two players to be feared. Yeah, well, just in Seth's example there. Um, but even you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you didn't fear just Sidney Crosby. You feared that entire Penguins team pretty much right. every year, even next year. Yeah, it's yeah, another thing that I that I look at with this too is it all depends on what you want the Wild to do this year. Do you want them to focus more on like the the development, getting uh, getting Kaprizov in here, getting him playing time? If Even it ends up too, yeah, Rossi exactly. Get those guys some playing time, get them experience, get them comfortable. Now, if they can do that while also beating up on these teams in the West, because there are some teams in the West that are yikes, but if they can do that, then I'm fine with it. But I I think my approach is I would much rather see them try to develop and cultivate the young talent first, bring them all up, um, and then start to look at the playoffs after that. But, I mean, we'll see. If uh, if the West is uh, is kind of down, maybe they take it, or maybe they get one of those top spots. Yeah, and for me, it's kind of the best of both worlds where they sit in that division because, you know, I guess we'll get into it a little bit here. The plan yeah. for this year is you're going to play – eight games against every team in your division. And then at the end of it, the top four are going to play in their little mini regional tournament to see who represents the final four. Like, I think we can all agree that the avalanche Vegas golden Knights and St. Louis blues are going to be the top three in that division. But the way I see the wild, man, then it's the wild. Honestly, I I think it's wild and coyotes could easily be right in that middle swing position. And that's perfect though, because the wild, if they make it, it's great experience for these young guys. They're going to be fighting for it all the way through. So they're not going to have any give up at the end. And then if they don't make it again, it's you know better draft pick, move on, look to the future because Billy Garen's going to have a lot of roster flexibility after this year. Look boys. Yeah. um, And this may be uh, like a little bit hot too. Uh, sorry, Seth, but the Wild could probably be a better team than the St. Louis Blues this year too. Don't agree. I'm just, I, I'm saying it's it's a hot take, but they could, they they could in this division just playing these teams. Shit, man! Like the St. Louis Blues are are far cry than what they were when they won the Stanley Cups. I mean the Stanley Cup. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The Wild are a deeper team than the St. Louis Blues. Are they as talented? No, but they're a deeper team. Here's another thing that I'd like to consider this year is that, you know, let's say things happen where the wild fall out of it a little bit. Not a bad, uh, not a bad opportunity with the second first round pick that they'll get from the penguins to uh, maybe get a high pick, maybe be able to hop up a little higher if they want to, or just take the two firsts either works. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'd honestly lean towards what you just said, Seth, if it's doable, because my understanding is like obviously nowhere near the same depth of the classes that we had this year. I know, you know, your guy there, Jake, he knows all the prospects in and out, and I'm he's, pretty sure he'll never be as happy as covering the 2020 draft. So like it's top heavy. There's a couple of guys that are big hitters 
So if you can move up, I'll I'll give up two assets to get what's close to being a sure thing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. They, I mean, they hit it so far out of the park with Rossi that if you can do that again with a different uh, position of need, I you got to start looking at Bill Guerin. Really, really seems to know what he's doing. Well, so. shit, th- this draft alone with even some of the guys who have played in the world junior camps and or who are playing in the world juniors right now. I mean, the Russian kid um, uh, or Rourke, he actually really surprised me as well for Team Canada. Now, he just came out of nowhere. Hoppy and I talked about this in the last few episodes. Like, I didn't expect this guy to make camp. I really didn't. And he was one of the final cuts. That's insane. Whereas Adam Beckman was one of the first cuts. <laughs> Yeah, it just uh, it just goes to show you that, you know, I anything draft related, not necessarily my specialty, but I do know one thing. Like I circle back to the Wild being able to pull in Judd Brackett and that has just made all the difference in that they can just say, "Okay, just focus on the draft." It's like it's like having Jake at mini ice. Is I can say, "Okay, you focus on the prospects <laughs> and all the draft stuff, then I don't have to worry about making a mistake." And uh, you can just uh, do your thing. Uh, Aaron Heckman, uh, aspiring writer, actually. Go check out his work. Uh, he says, yes, I love the hot take. Wild finishing third. boy, Aaron. Let's jump on the hype train. Let's go. Hey, I'll take that bet, Isha. We, we've already got several bets lined oh, up. Do you want to do it? Year. Because I, it. I, got, I got nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> Well, you, you, there's always more to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go when we do our, 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 I guess we have to recalculate our beer bets. Um, we'll, uh, oh, I've got them all written down. They're on the yeah. outline. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Then, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I will add this one too. We'll add this one too. Okay. I'm all for that. And uh, just, we'll get into another beer bet then too, Seth, just to kind of end things here on the divisional realignment. Um, Canada division going to be really interesting and kind of weird not something you ever expected to see, but I think it could be something that's really cool. Again, for one season, I don't want to see this long term. Yeah, that's the thing too, because yeah. I've been vocal on this too. This year, it's going to be a fun sideshow. Right. I would never want to see this again. No, no, totally agree. But Isha and I are on opposite sides of the spectrum. You can call post if you want, but that's kind of the soft answer. So out of the seven teams, is Montreal top three or bottom three? Oof. Wow. Um, you know the right answer, Seth. You're a smart man. Oh, boy. You have really, really put me in a spot here. I mean... <laughs> Welcome to the soda pod. Boy, <laughs> all right, so he picks fourth. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just... Uh, I think that's for uh, for all intents and purposes here. I, I think that's what I'm going to go with is I'm just going to just gonna hedge the bet and just see what happens. All right, Seth's going to post. <laughs> yeah, the safe answer. <laughs> We're all about that safe. For, for the safe record, answer. who do you th- where, who do you think uh, is taking bottom? Who do you think is taking the, the, the top seat here or the, the top? Boy, you know, it is, uh, is going to be really interesting. And I am uh, starting to really dig in now that we know when the season's going to start as to, like, who did what. What teams made uh, what teams made what moves? Because you know, I have a little bit of an admission here myself. Is before this season started, this past season, hockey was bottom of my totem pole. Okay. Like I was, I was a huge MLB guy, NFL, NBA, and honestly, Man, you're American. Like, <laughs> like 
baseball baseball just got so boring for me like i i couldn't sit through watching games anymore so like we were doing lines and wines at that point and i just gradually got more into it like watching and i was like this is way more my speed like there's more there's more stuff going on and it's just more um interesting to follow so now hockey's on top, but uh, I still got to do my research as to uh, as to who's who's done what before I put my official takes out there. Um, Seth, the, the biggest, like the fastest way to learn the NHL, get yourself an Xbox or PS4 <laughs> or PS5, I guess now, and uh, just get NHL, play G- be a GM two weeks, you'll know the entire league, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's it's fucked up, but it's true. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the World Juniors. And first, since, you know, it's been a little heavy American here, I got to show you guys these beautiful. Oh, Canada. Oh, how beautiful are these jerseys going into the World Juniors? Now, I usually that, like... Is the, that the Toronto Maple Leaf in the middle? Uh, no, it's not. Um, why'd you do that to me? Now I'm starting to have second thoughts. But anyways... <laughs> I may just throw up. Um, I'm usually a fan of like the the dominant black with the red and white trim Canada jersey, the one that they won last year in. But these are unbelievable. Hoppy knows how I love the simple college style uh, jersey. This kind of does it all for me. One stripe. I love uh, the little. I don't know the the little white. I don't know if it's a fire or no, it's another leaf on the on the arm there, just on the bottom on the sleeve. I like that as well. Nothing really on the shoulder, but the traditional you know Team Canada and the number. Um, I tried to find the other jerseys to, to bring them up. I couldn't find any good pictures of them. So that's okay because, uh, you know, I like to flaunt uh, the best hockey team out there anyways. But um, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit. But let's talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's bet on that one too. About the World Juniors here, Seth. Uh, in regards to some of I – know, I know your co-host is the expert, but are there any uh, standouts for, for any of the teams or for Team USA that have, uh, that have caught your eye and that, that you want to talk a little bit about here? You know, I am uh, I'm just really, really excited that we have so many wild prospects that are part of this whole thing. And you can actually head over to Mini Ice uh, to read uh, an article that Jake put together about those wild prospects that are uh, making the rounds in the World Juniors. But honestly, like, I just I can't get enough of Marco Rossi. Like, he just has such a style to him, such a a confidence and turns out he's actually pretty good at hockey too. So like that's, that'll be, you know, as this continues to go on, that's, that's one player that I'll be just watching a ton, but uh, Matt Boldy too. Like he, he's another one that I'm going to be kind of trying to get a peek at. Um, And I will probably actually take some time over Christmas break to watch this thing. That's so funny you say that. And I've talked to a few others, uh, like um, Nick Floor. He's a co-host on the Stick Hungry podcast. And they were talking about how, like, the World Juniors, this event is, you know, it's just another, it's kind of, to him anyways, down there, it's just another show on around the holiday seasons. For Canadians, this is, for me, this is more important than Christmas. I could give two shits about the family dinner. <laughs> All I care about is World Juniors. Um, so, I mean, talk a little bit about it. I know, Hoppy, you're, ho- you're hockey crazy. So for you, this is just, you know, another great event, much like the draft, something you look forward to. But, but Seth, for someone kind of new to this, but obviously a sports fan at, at, at whole, um, what has been your experience with the World Juniors in the past? Obviously, it's not on the level as a lot of Canadians where it's like, 
it's it's almost like the Olympics where we wait every year for this thing. But uh, but but how is it how is it growing? I guess in in popularity for you, and and what was it like before you really got into hockey? Uh, absolutely zero. Like That's I crazy don't... man. See, like it blows my mind. I've been watching it since I could remember, since I could walk. Jeez. Yeah, I I have not watched a second of it before wow. uh, before this year. Well, you're in for a treat. I mean, even in COVID times. <laughs> And I feel like by and large, that is the case in the U.S. Like not a ton of people follow it. Like you basically go to the markets that have hockey. Like, yeah, sure. There's a decent amount of Minnesota, Massachusetts area, Michigan, like that follow it because they usually have a decent number of representatives there. So if right. you have any tie to any of the players, like you're going to kind of pay attention. But like even a lot of my friends that are like definitely hockey fans, they watch the Gophers, watch the Wild. They really don't give a shit about World Junior. And mm-hmm. I couldn't disagree more. They're missing out. It's crazy. Honestly, it's for me, it's better than NHL best on best Olympics because these kids have a it's more raw. So, yeah, there's a lot more mistakes, but they try so hard with, you know, almost everything to lose. It feels like because this is like for a lot of them, this is the first time where they're wearing their national jersey on the biggest stage, you know, for that tournament, you know, U18s and stuff. U16, it's it's not, you know, you'd be lucky to see it on fucking hockey TV up here in Canada. This is, you know, it's nationally televised. You can see it all over the world. And it's, you know, and, and even back in the day, I mean, there was like, it was, it was almost heated politically when like Russia, Canada and Russia, USA would play even, at, you know, for 16, 17 and 18 year olds. So I don't know for, for us in Canada, this thing, it's, it's so big. Like I said, and for me personally, like it's bigger than Christmas. Like this is what I look forward to every year. I'm going to be really intrigued as I, as I dive further into it to see how it relates to like the world baseball classic, because you know, that comes around and that is just this huge thing. Right. And like the Dominican Republic, all of those countries that like live baseball, it's huge for them. And you get like team USA where they're like, "Eh, well, we have MLB, so who cares? Um, So I'm going to be really interested to see, just how it stacks up against that. Now, obviously, professional, you got junior, um, you got young kids uh, in the uh, the world juniors, so it's a little different. But just to see kind of how each country like roots for it and gets involved in it, that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. One other thing, I just want to say, Canada has uh, twenty first round picks, so let's fucking go. There's plenty of first-round picks that don't work out. Just ask the Wild fans. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, the one that I kind of want to bring up, too, because I usually, like, really since Malkin and Ovechkin, I haven't paid much attention to Russia, but, like, the two players in Firstov and Nadinov that, like, I've seen a lot of scouting reports from people that, you know, I have a lot of faith in online that say that they're both great players, but this is really going to be my first chance to see them playing mm-hmm. that level of competition. And I'm just excited to actually see, I guess, how they stack up to what I'm expecting. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I know that he's not a Minnesota wild prospect, but also Askarov. Cause for, yeah, for cause sure. He, he's, he's touted as being the best player on that Russian team last year. He didn't really, I think he got a little um, scared on the big stage. He got a little nervous uh, this time. I think he's ready to go. He's one of the best goaltenders in the KHL for his, you know, in his age group. And I think he's going to be like, he's gonna be the real deal. And that's crazy to think that on a junior team where the goalie is the player where you don't even have to like, we don't have to worry about him getting nervous on this big stage. We just have to score goals. Cause we know this guy, <laughs> he's already a pro. 
Well, it's <laughs> funny too. I was looking at the roster for uh, Russia's World Junior just to like see where the Minnesota guys are going to line up. Nashville has Askarov. They have the number one defenseman for Russia, and I think the second line center. So like. As Russia ebbs and flows in this tournament, so will the hopes and the futures of the Nashville Predators. That's hilarious. Kind of yeah. intrigues me a little bit. Yeah, Poyle will be uh, will definitely have his eyes on every second of uh, of Team Russia. Oh man, uh, Seth. Last thing here. I mean, you and I have talked a bit about your stepping away for a bit, I've taken some time to just refocus and you know, mostly take care of your mental health i want to give you the floor here to just talk a little bit about like where you're at today and perhaps more importantly your journey to get where you are now well i um i appreciate that a lot because you know it's not it's not easy like i just through all this kind of have looked back at at points where i've been and just assumed this stuff was like a bad day and stuff that would just go away. But, you know, anxiety sucks. Like, I have really kind of wished that I would have dealt with this earlier just because of the amount of time that you see that you spend anguishing over nothing or worrying about just the smallest thing that you don't need to really even devote any time to. And so, you know, it got to a point where I just had so much going on between my ears that I needed to really make that a priority to try to get that back in line. And, you know, I've been for, uh, I think it's two months now, I've been seeing a therapist and really have just, like, I got it all back. Like, I equate it to your room is just a complete mess. And you open the door and you you go in and you're like, oh, my God, there are dirty clothes everywhere. The bed's not made. Everything's dusty. Like, how do I even begin to try to clean this up? And you look at like, you know, you have maybe one sock like right in front of you. And you're like, what am I? Where am I supposed to put this? What am I supposed to do with this? And getting just some perspective on how to really take care of all that stuff and clean it up. So that now, if I go into that same room scenario and I see something on the ground, I can just say, okay, this is dirty. This needs to be taken care of. Just getting tips and ways to help address things as they happen, like things that are bothering you, you know, steps and practices to, to help with that stuff as it happens. Just it, it helps so much. And like being able to go into this new mini ice venture with a completely clear head is just so amazing because I basically haven't been able to shut the creativity off since we went public. Like I've, you know, I will shoot Jake a text. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Like I have pages of ideas for stuff for us to try written out in front of me. And being able to do that, like two months ago, there's no way I would have been able to even attempt to be in this spot. And so, you know, I I feel so strongly about being vocal about it because up until that point, I had been one of those people who was on the fence and like, 
I don't need any help. Like this is just something that's going to gradually go away. And so if even one person listening to this or being able to see me say, Hey, things have gotten way better. Like if that pulls one person to getting that help that they need, I've done my job. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing is like, Mm -hmm. it's made all the difference. And if even one person listening to any piece of content that I'm on gets pushed down that path too, totally worth it. Well said, sir. And I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. And like you said, clear headed back, you know, back ready to go and that your creativity is, is rolling because like I said, as, as consumers of it, I see it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we wish you, you know, all the best and, you know, uh, thank you so much for sharing. Appreciate it, fellas. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for having me on the show. Uh, absolutely love doing stuff like this. I rarely, like, it seems weird, but I rarely ever get like opportunities to be a guest on other people's shows. Like I'm always pulling people in to be part of mine. So I really like, I really enjoy being able to just kind of sit back and, and just chill. No, for sure. I, I got to imagine it's nicer just sitting there and rolling with the conversation instead of having <laughs> to hit all the buttons like Isha does. Well, hey, the night- Ho- Hoppy and I know we we've gone on the, we've done the rounds of a few shows lately. And let me tell you, we've had a, we've had too much fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing to just, that's one of the, my favorite things about um, what Jake and I have cultivated over the last couple of years is that we are to the point where we will have maybe a topic and we just let it go off the rails. So that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah, that's my specialty here on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty par for the course here, but <laughs> no, Seth, you know what, man, appreciate you joining us. And again, I know that obviously, you know, it's great that you're in a way better place now, but I know it's kind of an ongoing battle. So, you know, you've got both of us here if you need to reach out to anyone. Um, but keep being an advocate. It's awesome. That, like you said, if one person benefits, that's all you need. But uh, you know, before we let you go here, do want to give you a chance to pump anything that's coming out from Mini Ice, anything exciting you guys have coming up in the near future. Well, I wrote uh, I wrote today about the uh, the official announcement by the NHL that uh, we've got a 56 game season, and so you can uh, you can check that out at miniice.com. Um, all sorts of other things. One of my favorite things that we've added to our our website that is continuing to just grow. We have a uh, yeah report cards coming soon. That is uh, that's going to be a game type uh, feature that we do. Uh, we've got prospects. We've got all sorts of different things. We have a a category on our website called sweater weather, where uh, Jake and I will take a look at all things jerseys. We're going to be doing some stuff with music coming up in 2021. Uh, honestly, at this point, I am just taking as much content related things as I can, throwing them at the wall and seeing what sticks. Hey man, if you ever want to do content, more content with us, uh, the keys to the castle are yours. I was going to ask you if there's anything you wanted to offer him before we let him go. <laughs> Teed it up for me as usual. It's funny. I was helping out the stick hungry podcast, the guys who do the San Jose sharks podcast here on the hockey podcast network. And, uh, I was filming for, for Dylan, my business partner. He was like, don't give my fucking keys away just because you're filling in today. And I was like, don't worry. I won't. I <laughs> uh, love it guys. Much appreciated. Uh, we are out of time here, Seth, but we thank you for yours. Uh, on the other side here, folks, we'll get into a little bit of hockey talk. We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Uh, those are the moments 
where you know you're down through nothing and the team has this amazing comeback and the guy who you want who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team has a hat trick we've got beer it has a unicorn on the can an easy drinking beer that's just delicious we want to help you understand the sport you love better what kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. again Seth for joining us uh you know it's funny Isha kind of like you and I getting in touch online like who would have thought six months ago that I would even talk to you let alone be on a podcast with you Seth just randomly happened across him and it was one of those days where everyone was messing around with the naming conventions on Twitter they're like it was like Zach Parisi and you'd like twist his name into something else based on like oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and I went back and forth like we had never connected before and we just kept on retweeting each other and coming up with new ones and then all of a sudden from there we just kept talking so um Seth's a great guy everyone again check them out mini ice rebranding of Isha's favorite titled podcast ever wines and wines <laughs> Oh, man. I'm sorry. You, you think you hear lines and wines, you think cocaine and wine. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Um, no, right. Shane saying the give the key master a raise because he's working overtime. Yeah, he's, we've kept him busy. We've kept him busy. Quite, quite busy. Um, um, not a well, whole lot to cover here on the, the hockey headlines front. Just want to give, again, the brief rundown that most of you have probably seen. But if there's anyone, you know, maybe there's two of you out there. And I want to make sure both of you know what the setup is going into <laughs> this next season. So um, we have a season. Like, let's fucking it's go. Happening. It's <laughs> happening. Let's there go. Set. We got training camps kicking off January 3rd. Or, you know, for the ones that weren't in the bubble this year, I think they get to go in like three days earlier. December 31st, yeah, which I thought it was the week who's, going, who's was, going in on New Year's Eve for their first training camp. I thought it was a week earlier, Nick. Hey, <laughs> okay. don't win. blame him. I have to say, I was flattered <laughs> by him saying that I was his favorite host on the soda pod. <laughs> it's because you're nice. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. But we, we got a fix, 56 game season coming up starting January 13th. The schedule is still yet to come out, but we already talked about it in the last segment with Seth Topol. We know that we're going to be in the Pacific. We're in for some late nights. I can sit here and bitch and complain until I'm blue in the face. Still going to watch. So, oh yeah, I, it is what it is. So I guess we're just going to take it and move forward. It is an interesting situation where the wild actually have a chance to make the playoffs where if this realignment didn't happen, I was not confident that that was a possibility. So Makes it interesting and exciting going forward. Um, 
Isha loves sharing when someone agrees with him because it happens so rarely. Um, of course, I'm producing today. <laughs> I'm going to live it up. <laughs> um, and the most important date for me, I know, Isha, you put this on the calendar every year to you know watch World Junior Championship. Totally respect and understand that. For me, it's the trade deadline. I have that circled. Same. I have my dual monitors up at work. And I love them. It's absolutely reserved for the updates throughout the day. Dude, I'll um, raise you. I call in sick or skip or skipped class in university. I didn't give a fuck. Like oh, I was staying at home. I had my Bailey's and my coffee and or, you know, some other things there. I eat the hippie lettuce. And that was my day. It was just a day of partying solo watching, uh, watching a trade deadline and free agent frenzy. I'd say they're all on like the same level. I, so I agree on all of them, but free agent frenzy, we all know what's going to happen. Like it's basically people that are going to get way overpaid and contracts that are probably going to be a bummer. I like watching the trade deadline personally because, like, I really enjoy being an armchair GM because yeah. I'm never going to be a real one. So I get to sit back and literally every move that's made throughout that day, I get to like evaluate and break down in my head and be like, "Whoa, what is happening?" Well, the so draft is, the draft is similar, barring there's not many trades in the modern era at the draft anymore. And dude, you get outside of the like first round and a half, like. I I don't know shit about the late prospects except for the ones that played high school in Minnesota, which like that's just a bias. So I usually go all out. This year I didn't, but usually I'll get like three or four different draft guides. You know, I'll I'll find a way to get them for free, and I just you know I nerd out for like a night and just like take notes and watch highlights and whatever. So you've got us covered there. You're you're responsible for the draft. I'll take over trade deadline. We're good. Done. There you go. <laughs> um, now the playoffs, which is you know the most important thing looking forward for most NHL fans, it's going to be a little bit different this year. So we've got the four divisions that have been set and each division is going to have four teams represented. So top four, every division done and done. I love People it. We're going to be pissed at the end of the year. I love it's inevitable. it. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be four Canadian teams in it's guaranteed. Yes, it's finally. How, how often does this happen? Never. <laughs> One of which will be the Montreal Canadiens. Um, oh, but moving that. on, um, it so from there it's going to be top team against fourth team, second against third, and then they head off with each other to see who represents in the final four. They're going to reseed for the final four teams, one from each division, and we're going to get our Stanley Cup champion. So it's it, going to be so much fun. It's different and. Again, no matter how you do this, people are going to get pissed off. So, fuck it. I'm just glad that we've got hockey coming up. And then they're pretty set. You know, we're going to have the playoffs done by mid-July. We're going to have the draft at the end of July, I believe. And then sometime in October, they're planning on kicking off the next season. So, we're going to be back into the normal swing of things, which I know we've talked about in past podcast episodes we didn't know. Maybe this would become a new thing where like December, January is the new norm. So I guess we have our answer. Yeah, it's funny. And I encourage everyone to go check out the uh, the Two Stars One Cup podcast, not to be confused with any sort of uh, video out there, um, where uh, cr- former Stanley Cup champion Craig Ludwig comments on that and how he said that it may be just because his, he's clouded by, quote unquote, the old school. But he said, that's just not a hockey schedule moving to what we have now. He's like, you have to start it in the fall, you know, to, to finish by the early summer. Just for the fact that kids, golf. I was just gonna say, golf, uh, <laughs> semi-pro players or those in the AHL and ECHL, they got to play their summer sports there too. And even just for the schedule for young 
you know, those even outside of like professional or even a high level, like junior hockey or anything like that, people play house and whatnot. It's the winter sport. It's the winter schedule. You don't want to have it in the summer. And I feel like I, I know the NHL wouldn't move the needle on the entire hockey world moving to that schedule, but it's weird to have it, I don't know, out of sync. And that's where Craig Ludwig was kind of talking about. And it, you know, I encourage everyone to go listen to, to his comments because I, I kind of, I kind of thought that way as well. Yeah, agreed. I, <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> um, Isha, well, I'm gonna just say it out loud. You need to take this next one because I know you personally. I mean, everyone's got a small man crush on this man, but you personally, I know, are you know quite fond of this player. Talk about oh, someone that we might not see play in the NHL again. We don't really know. It's heartbreaking. Um, oh, and, nice. And Super. and uh, yeah, Hoppy gave me comment, uh, gave me compliments on that. That uh, the Henrik Lundqvist uh, has to sit out this season due to a heart condition. Um, there, there's a lot to it, but uh, but one of the risks also is you know contracting COVID nineteen could be really, really could be detrimental to this guy's health, among other things. Obviously, you're, you're a professional athlete, your heart <laughs> your heart's working a lot, and they have to continue to monitor this and uh, and make sure that Henrik Lundqvist he he's healthy right now, but has to pretty much find a a game plan to manage it as he continues to age and if he wants to play professional sports or any type of sports in that matter. Now Henrik Lundqvist was uh though I've he, look, he's a man rock. He's a beautiful, he's a beautiful human being. This guy, he's a musician off the ice. Um, this guy's, this guy's unbelievable. And I've always respected him as being one of the best goaltenders in the national hockey league. I still think, you know, if this is the last we've seen of him in the national hockey league, he may be the best goaltender in the modern era, uh, to, to have not won a Stanley cup. Now he's gotten close. He's That's gone to the thought even up for debate. He absolutely. Okay. So there you go. I'm glad, I'm glad we agree on that because you know, there might, there might be some people who push against that. However, though I've always loved this goaltender, though I've loved his playing style, I've, you know, I've loved his swagger, everything that he brought as an NHL player. As a Washington Capitals fan, he's been a fucking pain in my ass too before they actually won the cup because this guy stood on his head many times uh, to defeat the Washington Capitals. You know, in the in the in the primarily the second round uh, in the. <laughs> in the NHL playoffs. Um, and that just goes to show that this guy came to play when Ovechkin made, uh, you know, his, his Mark mess, his best Mark Messier impression saying that he was a guaranteeing to win that game seven against the Rangers. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist stepped up. Henrik Lundqvist went to fucking, I think it was like triple overtime. Um, and I, I believe it was a game six or it, it might've been actually a game seven, two and 20, I believe it was 23rd or 2012 actually against the Washington Capitals as well. And man, I stayed up way too late for that fucking game. And Henrik Lundqvist, comes out on top and helps the rangers go past the capitals so i've watched this guy play a ton because i've been a capitals fan and i've followed them before actually i jumped on full time here covering the minnesota wild um but yeah it's 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 definitely heartbreaking to watch this happen because i would have loved to see him suit up for that capitals team now uh as as he you know would have had the last chapter of his career the last couple years you know, I, I I hope anyways. Um, I hope we see him one more time, but especially for goaltenders, it's it's hard to come back. And at his age, you know, the talent's still there. I think he could still play National Hockey League games. Um, uh, but obviously putting his health first, I don't know if he's necessarily gonna risk it. Yeah, and I mean 
long time before he'd have to make a decision for the upcoming season, but it's just not good at that age taking a year off. I mean, who knows? Maybe it helps him come back stronger, but I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that this might be the last we've seen of him. Let's hope not. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just getting it, uh, his stats up here now, because if this is the last we've seen of him, I want to at least run down how good of a hockey player he was. <laughs> Shane's commenting now too. So I'm actually going to put this up. <laughs> I feel like you should be unhappy with any one of the Canadian teams representing the division other than the Canucks and the flames. Yeah, I don't hate the Flames being a Canucks fan. I, I don't mind the Flames. Oh, right, because they have half of your team. No, even before, Shane knows, the first NHL arena I ever went to watch a live game was the Saddle Dome. So the Flames have a, a special place in my heart. Uh, Shane's, and Jets. He just throws a lot of shade on Canadian teams. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, I don't give a shiz. They're not the Canucks and all well, the Flames. I don't care about them. Um, Bobby O231, tell me why the Wild don't sign Corey Perry. Every time, Bobby. Every time. Because they're not competing for a Stanley Cup. That's why. Isha uh, has a hard arm for Calgary. What's a hard arm? <laughs> they could use that kind of leader. Bobby, I fucking love you, man. They don't got money for Corey Perry. Even the hun- even 1.5 mil. They ain't going to spend it on him. Again, if the Wild were in a spot where they were even like remotely a contender to try and like make a dark horse run for a cup, I have no problem with it. Because he showed what he can do in the playoffs. But... For a team that's rebuilding, trying to bring in young players, like it's just, I don't know. Look, Bobby, if they do it, I'm not going to be upset. I'll say that much. Yeah. You know, like uh, Corey Perry, he he proved he can still bring it, especially like Hoppy said, in those clutch roles in the, in the playoffs uh, for I, the Dallas Stars. I think the bigger issue, too, is on the flip side. I don't think he wants to play here. I think he wants to go somewhere <laughs> to have a chance for another cup. No. Okay. Bobby says, okay, thanks. You're welcome, Bobby. Fucking love you. Um, So just a, a look at A. The man rocket that is uh, Henrik Lundqvist, and uh, and B how this guy's had an unbelievable career in the National Hockey League. Uh, right now, a career uh, nine eighteen save percentage, um, and man, he's just been so consistent. And that's what you fucking need as a goaltender in the National Hockey League. There's some goaltenders, you know, like I think of Thomas Vokun, who had a few really good seasons for you know uh, the Florida Panthers, but consistency wasn't there. As when he went to a different ones. Uh, at, well, yes, and but when he went to different teams, he wasn't, you know, the goaltender that he was. And I can say that for for th- there's a list of goaltenders we can say have had their moment with certain teams, teams, and certain systems and whatnot. And Lundqvist has gone through so many different, I guess, Rangers in front of him because he's played for so long and a few different systems to come at that as well. And this guy's still been consistent as fuck and loyal. To his- well, you know, Isha, the the bigger thing too that. You know, maybe you're just being nice and choosing not to hit on it. Like the Rangers front office fucked him. Like they did oh, nothing yeah. to help him when he was in his prime. They had pieces to do it and they just did either didn't care or didn't know how to move the chips to the middle and try and make a push. Like they never had a roster that I looked at and said, that's a Stanley Cup team. Like it, it just wasn't the case. And it sucks for him. Uh, when they brought in Richards, I honestly, I thought that that was a year where they could really make a push, to be perfectly honest. Brad Richards. I wouldn't have been shocked if they did, but I ne- I didn't like have them circled as like a top five team for me. How crazy was that when people were like lining up outside, like whatever, the, his agency office? Brad, like, Brad, baby. That's crazy, man. Um, Shane, you spelled his name wrong, but how about Luango? Luango has been perfectly fine with the Florida Panthers uh, b- before he joined the Canucks and after. So there you go. And the Canucks are still paying him now to work for the Panthers. So, how are you? Uh, Dylan says, oh, sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> Perry will know <laughs> will be long gone before the Wild uh, Cup run. I don't disagree. Uh, Rangers are the example of why you can't win a cup by building from free agency. I don't disagree with that either, Dylan. Um, the the Rangers like to spend money. They like to spend money. I don't know. I think that free agency move to bring in Panarin was probably pretty smart, but that's just me. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> that is true. Every now and then, you could land uh, you could land a big fish like that. I think Brad Richards obviously was at the end of his career, and Rick Nash. What the, what the fuck happened to Rick Nash? He broke. <laughs> it sucks, man. He honestly was. Dude. He was, a, he was he was a man child. Holy when, shit. When he was with yeah, who had fucking hands too. When he was with Columbus, man, one of the best, most underrated players in the National Hockey League goes to the big stage and just gets banged the fuck up. Oh man. Dude, he it, like I have no leg to stand on as far as complaining, but he's like the one big name that I thought that the Penguins could get throughout all those years that they didn't and like oh my god, the thought of him and Crosby playing together was just like so exciting to me. I I am a Rick Nash simp. I think that he is like <laughs> a singly talented guy. Like you put him on a line by himself and he did everything. Everything oh, in yeah. Columbus was all him. He had zero support. Like I have to find that play for so our live good. stream. I have to find that one play in our live stream before we end here. But man, you, you said it like, and I actually, uh, Are you talking about the shorthanded go down and burn three guys goal or yeah. Yeah. That's the oh, one, man. That might um, be the best goal I've ever seen. Dude. I don't know. Maybe Dylan can comment on this too, but I, I think it, it really was. Um, I had a, I worked with a guy in Calgary at this uh, mill workshop, actually this cabinet shop. And he said he wasn't super cl- like, wasn't friends with Rick Nash, but they played in summer hockey together. Uh, this guy was actually, he, he was a fucking stud. He played junior hockey and whatnot. Then, you know, now working at a cabinet shop, but say la vie, the Canadian dream doesn't work out for everyone. Shout out Jason. Um, and he was telling me that he'd play summer hockey and train with this guy in Ontario. And every time Rick Nash even just like threw a fluff shot at the net in summer hockey, everyone just like cleared the fucking path and was just like, we ain't getting near this guy's shot, even in summer hockey form. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Dylan's asking me, is that a sugar free Red Bull? That won't do the trick. Um, no man, this is a this is a salty Scott here. 7.5 beer. Um ask TJ Oshi about Rick Nash. <laughs> okay, here I have the goal here. Uh, I'm gonna yes, set it up. Pull it up. YouTube's probably gonna give me a couple ads here, but you know, yeah, here's one. That's that's quite all right. Um, but yeah, he goes through like three fucking guys here, and that's that's and that's what I said. Like he's he was a power forward who could score goals. And you had and you had unbelievable uh hands as well. Okay, finally. <laughs> to me, he was Yarmer Yager White. Yeah, that's a good like it was just the big physical stature with the skill. Here's Derek Morris. Morris blocks Pekka. Outlet pass for Rick Nash. Nash now tries to split the defense and walk in. Nice move. Another nice move. Oh, oh. Oh. Fucking nasty, dude. The slow mo is going to come up. Nash's third point of the night. Wow. Second goal. Second goal, third point. That's the best goal I've seen Rick Nash score in his career. He takes a chip pass inside, outside on. On the defenseman again, and then the whole dead or nothing left. Wow, dude, you're right, man. That's that's fucking Yager esque. 
100%. And you know what? We've talked in the past, I know, about like best guys like to never win a cup. He doesn't have the stats, but as far as just pure like physical talent, like he's in that like top three for me of people that should be in that discussion. If he didn't play for Columbus for all those years, he'd have the fucking stats, oh, man. Dude, absolutely. Well, and I'm looking at him right now. Thir- 41 goals in his second season. I'm not saying National his stats were bad. I'm saying no, I know. They, they weren't like they weren't Jerome McGinley, you know? Like if he, yeah, if he was, if he had more talents around him where he could just get like, you know, second, a second assist, he would be a hundred point player consistently in his prime. Cause he's like 80 and he was on Columbus. Right. Unbelievable. Um, do you have anything else NHL wise? I know we went off the rails a little bit, get a little like Rick Nash circle jerk sesh, but Hey, hey I'm, I'm all for the Rick Nash. <laughs> all good. No. And honestly, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot to go down for the, uh, MNCAA. So we can just hash it out right now. Let's do um, it. you know, didn't really put out a new graphic this week because like there was only a handful of games, but let's talk about the number four, number five playing each other. One win by a point by Mankato and a tie. So nothing changes there, but like shows they're neck and neck there between Mankato and Bemidji when I thought there was a much bigger gap between the two. So that was interesting to see. And then if we're going to talk about the rest, we have three Minnesota teams in the top nine in the country. Minnesota, your Golden Gophers, number one for the first time in God knows how fucking long. Duluth. Yes, I know. We're talking about Duluth, Baki. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> at number three. And then number nine, St. Cloud, the Seth Topal alum. They, I, I don't know, man. It's exciting to see this many Minnesota teams be represented that high. I don't know if it can end that way because I think Duluth and St. Cloud might kind of beat each other down one way or the other. But, like, it just shows there's a lot of depth in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And, Again, Mankato is another great team that, you know, by the end of the year, once they actually play more games, because I know they've kind of been shafted and had a lot of games canceled so far. Like, we've got four teams that could potentially be in that mix, and it's just exciting to see. No, that that's unbelievable. Um, happy to hear. Uh, happy to see, and excited. Uh, well, I'm excited for the for the, the state of Minnesota. Um, Bobby O two three one. He's coming back hot here. Uh, not a surprise, really. State of hockey hasn't happened in a while, man. It shouldn't be a surprise, but it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it, Bobby. Uh, Dylan commenting again. Correct me if I'm wrong, Hoppy, but are uh, three mini teams in the top nine right now? That like when is I feel like this is his way of trolling Isha for last episode when he asked exactly what Baki had already said. Yeah, shot there it. There it is. Boom. Nailed it, Dylan. You made appreciate me... it, Dylan. Appreciate I was just it. Like, wait, what the fuck? Like, even when he's not in studio, he's looking out for me. God he damn is. it, he is. I love uh, it. I feel outnumbered, and there's only one of me in here right now. So, so there you go. Uh, Hoppy, a little scheduling change this week, as you know, Christmas is upon us, which is crazy to think that this month went by that quick. Um, we're gonna be doing our uh, live stream and uh, episode for. Well, Thursday on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing the live stream on Tuesday. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a a holiday uh, heavy one. Yeah, I'm going to try to find my Christmas onesie. I know Hoppy's got the Christmas sweater on right now, which is which is great. 
Um, but it's going to be a fun one. And maybe in that hoppy, because we're out of time today, but like, I got to talk some fucking Ray Donovan with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm season. That'll be a key segment of our next episode. I'm, I just finished season three and this show, like, I don't know how this guy hasn't, you know, I don't know how this guy hasn't cracked, dude. Like, I don't know how you go through this much shit on, in a whole season, shit, a whole day being Ray Donovan. You don't fucking crack. This Boston guy, this fucking Massachusetts family, holy shit, man. Oh, man. I sweat no, that, that's, that's, I'd have to like rehash and run the metrics and do a whole spreadsheet on the best TV shows for me, but top five, like probably Ray Donovan sits it's up somewhere there. in it. 100%. Uh, Dylan comments that Hoppy, you have to watch the Trailer Park Boys X-Men Christmas special before next episode. All right, Honestly, if, if if Dylan sends me the specifics that I can find it and watch it, I'll do it's so. On ne- it's, it's on Netflix, no? It's on Netflix. I'm not going to figure out which season it's in. No, no, it's just the, it's its own thing. Oh, it's, it's just a standalone. Okay. So, then I'll, yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's set as right before the first season is supposed to start, but it was filmed after the first season. Yeah. If that Dang, makes sense. now... Dylan, you just like put us down a whole rabbit hole because now we might have to talk about the best like Christmas episodes for TV shows. Or no, we special. should, we should because that seventy shows up there for the best Christmas episodes. They got, yeah, they got some all their holiday episodes. Their Halloween they ones are pretty Christmas good. Ones. Yeah, they they've got some holiday bangers for sure. Uh, Bobby, one last question on the hockey front for, before we close things out. Hey guys, do you think Rossi will make an impact this year? Impact? I don't know. Do I think do I he think- will or could? Those are different questions. He said, "Will I know?" Um, no, probably. I don't think it'll be a huge impact. I think he will be a regular, like, contributor and role player. But <laughs> now he says, I, "Could <laughs> he absolutely could?" I do yeah. like he could come in and he, he could light it ablaze, and he could easily be the top line center as the season goes on. I just hope no matter how good he does in camp, I hope they don't start him there. I hope they shelter him a little bit and play him on the second line. He'll have Prize on his line. 100%. Um, I think, you know, okay. In a 56 game season, if this guy puts up 25 points, you know, th- he's helping this team. 100%. Uh, Dylan, you just crushed it with the comments here. I'm trying to end the show. Saying uh, <laughs> community and office had bangers. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, the office just makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's I mean that's it's doing its job. Uh Bobby Yankee Swap says, um Yankee Swap. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> How much of an impact will the thighs make? <laughs> every impact, every impact possible. Oh my god. You guys are amazing tuning in on uh Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Tune in on Tuesday, same time, 7:30 Central Time for the Christmas special. Shit, Wednesday. I th- I think I might actually even be posting some episodes Wednesday if I'm in studio. I'll uh, I'll do a little something too, a little bonus content. Um, but thanks to everyone tuning in today here, listening to the podcast episode 111 on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from, folks. The best thing you do for us this week is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can leave us a review as well but it ain't for our egos uh go listen to our website at the hockey podcast network.com and on your app download the episode before you listen as it helps our business we're going to be launching a soda pod facebook page in the new year so uh keep uh out well keep an eye out for that we'll obviously pump it here on the soda pods twitter account at the soda pod and also we'll talk about it on the podcast just a another way uh for us to to stream the podcast and uh, to do some extra content out there. I know there's a lot of uh, Facebook users who don't use Twitter and we want to also give them the opportunity to uh, 
well to interact with us here on the soda pod shit i almost forgot <laughs> my mind literally went blank there for a second i'm reading these comments so <laughs> thanks to everyone uh um and bobby here saying great show uh dylan saying nice shine on the forehead today isha yeah you know i don't got producer pigeon in here to put the lighting in the right spot so there you go you got the nice shine i'm not wearing my vi sports tube today though hey hoppy that it was a little weird to see you with the backward hat again so oh man um don't forget to follow us at vi sports talk that's myself the soda pod at the soda pod and a hoppy at state of hoppy i saw that drecker beer can i I knew that would speak to you for sure unbelievable uh follow the network at hockey pod net so many great new shows rolling out for uh for season two i'll give the list of the the new fellows who are joining us in the new year um what what's this one last thing boys says dylan what is it dylan basically we're waiting on you and then we're gonna end the show laura says screw twitter hey i fucking like twitter that's okay you're on facebook um dylan what's the last thing i'm literally waiting on you to end this stream right now oh my god well now he's never gonna say anything got him (laughs) thanks dylan signing off i'm isha dromi alongside state of hoppy uh thanks to seth topol this has been the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network you good man i'm proud man you just pronounced the name right (laughs) Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.